Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Tell you what, our last episode, the clock just ran out on us, didn't it? (laughs) So, you know, I try to keep these things under 10 minutes, barely got in under 10 that time. Uh, I basically do that just because of the amount of time and the busyness of our lives, right? And so if we can hit this for like 10 minutes and think together and consider these things and reflect upon these things day by day by day, uh, I think the Lord will really be blessed and glorified and teach us a lot of things. So we're in the second chapter of Ephesians. Oh, which, by the way, share these times with everybody else, okay? Tell them about it about the podcast time and, you know, show them how to uh, get on a podcast and whatever device they've got, if it's a phone or a tablet or a computer or, or whatever. And uh, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. So anyway, we're in Ephesians, the second chapter, and we were looking at the first few verses. So let's go back and set the context and we'll press on. Verse one, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Now the spirit is reminding them through Paul of how they were before they were saved. And then verse two, he gives more details in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. So they, they walked according to the course, the pattern of this world. They were worldly in mindset. And then also they walked another way. They walked according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. So they're walking according to the ways of the world, but they were also walking according to the prince of the power of the air, the, the sons of disobedience. Uh, empowered by this spirit, okay? Then verse 3, among them we too all formerly lived. So he's saying, hey, we were all there. Before we repented and confessed, before we heard the good news, before we were saved, we were in like place, okay? And that's really important for us to understand because sometimes we get the wrong attitudes and the wrong, um, we, we get sidetracked in what the scripture says about how we as the organism, the body of Christ, are to be living and behaving. We'll talk more about that as we go along. Among them, too, all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. So he's saying, okay, we were just like they were. And he said, you know, we indulged ourselves in the desires of the flesh. We indulged the things, and whatever our mind wanted to dwell upon, we would sit there and just dwell upon it, dwell upon it. Now, it's something really important for us to understand. Sometimes true believers get distracted because they get really bent out of shape. They think they're they're horrible sinners and everything because they'll have this horrible thought that comes in their mind. Well, that horrible thought is not the sin necessarily. Okay, That's just a fiery dart of the evil one. I've talked about that several times before. The fiery dart of the evil one. It's just a temptation. Okay, It comes into your mind. It's fired at you. It's what you do with it. That's important. Okay, If you sit there and you start playing with that thought, if you start turning that thought over and over in your mind again, if you start enjoying that thought, well, that's where the sin comes in, where you're indulging the desires of the flesh, that you're indulging the desires of the mind. All the desires of the flesh start out in the mind. Okay, John tells us that in 1 John, I think the second chapter. Okay, And he says, well, that's how we were, that we were children of wrath. Okay? The children of wrath. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that we were going to undergo the wrath of God because we were not 
walking uh, by faith. We were not saved, in other words. He said we were like we were like that. But then, verse 4, one of the most powerful phrases in all of Scripture. <laughs> I dare say most of you will know what the first word is. Ready? But God. But God. And then he starts telling us some things. Let me see here. And I'm reading from the New American Standard. Verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, and verse 7 are all one sentence. And it all comes out of this, but God. So listen to this. Perhaps I'll read the whole thing, then we'll pick it up and discuss it a little more in detail later. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. And then parenthetically, he says this, by grace you have been saved. Then verse 6, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Wow. You see several thoughts here uh, that have been stated before and are being repeated now for the second or third time. The surpassing riches of Christ's greatness, of being raised up, of the fact that Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Now we learn that those who are believers were raised up with him and we are seated with him in the heavenly places. Just think that through. If you are a true believer, you are literally seated with him right now at this very moment, positionally in the heavenly places. And it's all because of what we see in verse 4. He, that the Lord was rich in mercy and he poured out his great love upon us even when we were dead in our transgressions. We were unlovely. We were dead in these transgressions. He made us alive together with Christ. And then that little thing, by grace you've been saved. And so it's by his mercy. Mercy is not receiving what you deserve. And it's by grace. Grace is receiving what we don't deserve. By grace you have been saved. And so we see this little phrase, with him, with Christ. I think it's in here at least three times, maybe four times. I'm just looking at it real quick. That with him, we have been made alive with Christ. We've been raised up with him. We're seated with him. Why? And then another little thought that we've seen already, a timing element. So that in the ages to come, in the ages to come, that he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So that the Father God, so the Most High God, can show the surpassing riches of his grace. He does it in his kindness toward us in Christ. And so we see this phrase, in Christ Jesus, with Christ Jesus, all the way through the first and second chapter. Well, Verses 8 and 9, we're very familiar with. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, most believers, once I start saying this, can rattle this off. Verse 8 starts off with the word, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Ah, but now you see the context of it. 
you see the context of the fact that it was by God's mercy that he loved us when we were dead in our transgressions, that he made us alive, that he raised us up with him and seated us with him. Okay, And the whole reason is that he can just show, that he can just show the riches of his grace, what he has done. And that's the reason that we're saved. It's by his grace. And it's through faith that it's received. It's not of ourselves. It is purely a gift of God. And he's dealing with some issues that popped up everywhere within the early church and continue to pop, uh, continues to pop up in the church today. It's not a result of works. Our salvation is not a result of a work that we do. Okay? There's nothing that we do to attain and nor maintain true salvation. It's nothing that we've done. It is all simply God's grace and God's mercy. So no one should boast about the great things that they've done in the name of the Lord to attain salvation because it's not true. Okay? Well, I'll tell you what, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. I thank you so much for your time. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.